All right, everybody, welcome into the breakdown. This week we have a special kind of it's 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 kind of a twofer. It's not a two-part episode. It's more like two episodes kind of crammed into one. We have two very different topics we're talking about. One, Taylor Swift's new album, and two, a little wrap-up of the Masters, both with two interviews from two brand new hosts. Uh, we hope you enjoy them. All right, so Nick and I, we're going to kick off with the first part right now. Shout out Brianna Light with Taylor Swift. Let's go. All right, and we are now joined by our residential Taylor Swift expert, the one and only Brie Light. Ladies and gentlemen, give it up for her. Brie, glad well, to be here. Glad to be here. Welcome to the show. We are glad we could have you. It's been you've you've became one of our uh, bigger fans that we've met in person. We appreciate and it. we appreciate. We it. really. Do. I love the goat entertainment. Big fan. Big fan. Hey, we 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 we're grateful we're, for that. We're glad to have you. I would like to say that since you have started listening, we've had one of our best months listener wise. And uh, you know, I'm not going to give you all the credit, but. I'm not going to take any of it away from you, so we appreciate it. We appreciate it. <laughs> I might just get a t-shirt made. You never know. Hey, we're, hey. speaking of that, I'm, I've been daydreaming today. Goat I've been merch. thinking about goat, oh, it's all coming. the goat merch. Oh, it's coming. Know, it is coming. That I'm is willing to drop some dough in order to get some goat merch out there. I so mean, it's, it's a thing. We're pop just... sockets. I don't know about that. I'm not. I'm not I mean, pop I, if gang. they sell, I'm down. Hey, money. Cash is king. The Jesus is king and, and God is on the throne, but... Cash, cash greases the wheels of the kingdom. Amen. And, they uh, say money can't buy happiness, but it could buy me some goat merch, and I would be pretty happy. Hey, we'll take it. We'll take it. I'm down. We'll take it, and you'll take <laughs> it. It'll be great. So, anyway, so Taylor Swift released uh, Fearless, Taylor's version. What was it? Probably like when she released the first one, like 2007, 2008? I don't know. Ask our resident, uh, <laughs> resident I expert. I think 2000, 2007, I'm pretty sure. So, we're 14 years later. We have 27 songs. Bree, have you listened to all 27 of these songs? Yes, I have. Actually, about an hour ago, I was driving my car just for fun, just to listen to them again, just because I love the vibes that it gives me. Okay. She's a queen. She's a queen. That's all I got to say. All right. <laughs> I love her. <laughs> hey, we feel it. We feel it. That That is... So, whoa. Okay, so you got in your car to drive... Or, your truck, rather. The truck. Actually, I... Ha- I have the Kia back. The Kia back sweet because my nana needed the truck back. Okay, for something. I got you. I got you. I got you. Uh, the truck was a big, a big thing, a big deal when we we all first. I went. know. Um, anyway, so you're driving around in the Kia. Why? Yes. Why didn't you just listen in your house? From this is coming hey, from a person that has not listened to the album. I've had 14 years to listen to the first album, and I definitely haven't listened to the second. It's not that I have anything against Taylor Swift. I love Taylor Swift. She's great. No, but, understandable. Understandable. I just, I just haven't. So. He, What's up with getting in the car? Is it just a vibe thing? Is it just a Huntsville, Alabama thing? It is a vibe thing. But when she first dropped it, I stayed up till midnight just to listen to all of them. And I would have got my car and drove around listening to them, but I was just like pretty tired. So I was like, I'll wait till next week. But like, I get my, like, if I could do anything that's like this, like, gives me the best vibes, is driving around at sunset with a large coffee and listening to like Taylor Swift. Like, that is like the funnest thing to do. Respect, respect. All right. So, with that being said, so you've listened to the album probably 37 times through. All right. 
What? Most definitely. Give us your raw first, second, third look, you know, um, thoughts and opinions on this album. Do you think it's good? Do you think it's bad? Do you think it's a, a money grab? Do you think it's all well, of the before, above? Let, let's, simplify, oh, okay, let's, okay. let's simplify this question a little bit. So okay. c- compared to the original Fearless, that would be what, what are your thoughts? Like, So I, I didn't throw it out there. The songs that I listen to today, so I listen to three songs, uh, four songs actually. So I listen to 15, I listen to Love Story, and I listen to You Belong With Me. And then I listen to one of the new ones that came out from the vault, which we will talk about in a minute. All but right. just compared to those three songs, you know, I have my opinions on it compared to the original. But Bree, what did you hear? Anything different? What what type of vibe change did you hear from it? And do you like these versions more than the originals? Nothing can top the original because the original was so iconic. Like it is, it is a moment okay. in time. Something I agree with on you. But like. The new one's still great, but nothing can top the, the first. It's nostalgic. It really is. Like It takes me back to, like, nine-year-old Brianna just, like, screaming in her room to Taylor Swift. Like, no boy problems. Life's going good. <laughs> and now I have boy problems. Now I can actually relate to this song because now that I'm 20 years old, it actually means something. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. Do, do you think that... With Taylor Swift, obviously her songs have been about a lot of breakups and stuff. Do you think... Almost exclusively. Almost exclusively. She's been, you know, just known for the breakup song. So do you think that... Do you think she almost influenced, you know, little nine-year-old girls at the time to have boy problems, even if they didn't? So they could sympathize? So so they could So maybe they're overthinking things and, oh, little little Georgie over there, you know, he didn't... um, he didn't. He didn't tag me and tag or whatever, or whatever issues are going on. Whatever at the, the time, issues are. Whatever the issues are going on at the time. Do you think that that almost? Now that I think about it, Taylor Swift is the reason why females right now have. It's just a problem. Did, did she start this? I don't. I'm. I'm trying to go somewhere with this. <laughs> okay. Okay. I've never even thought about that. Like boom. I boom. never thought about like me being nine years old trying to be convinced i just thought about this is a freaking good song that's how they get you they get you young but now now i'm convinced now i'm convinced that like i have a different i'm older now 12 years later i'm like okay this this makes sense when i was not i didn't know these words i just know it's a good song i can vibe to it yeah you know that you know the vibes you know the vibes you know the vibes if i'm being honest so when i listen to granted it's been a while since i like listened to the originals but when I when I listen to the new versions today, I got more of a folky vibe, which obviously with like folklore and that's not the vibe she's oh, yes, going definitely. for. So I felt like I felt those inspirations going into the old songs. So personally, like you said, I liked the uh, the older versions better than the new ones, but just because I also felt like even though her voice hasn't changed too too much, I do feel like the younger voice had more of a country vibe and twanged to it, obviously because she was exclusively doing country. Right. Whereas now that she's gone from pop to to folk to, to rap. To rap essentially in some of these songs to now to trying to go oh. back and re record these country songs. I felt like it gave it a different vibe to where it's not bad, but you know But I, different. But like she's yeah, it's different and it's the nostalgia. She added part some of it. spice to it. She added some spice to it. I heard more banjo in some of these songs than was there originally where there'd Ooh, be more of an electric musician guitar. Nick coming out talking about the I didn't banjo. I didn't even notice that. Exactly. Yeah. That's why we got well, musician the, Nick the on. The start of love story. It's more of a banjo. <laughs> he's he's so. also, you know, part I'll have to give another go. listen. So yeah, 
Um, so I had I had another question about she also so she released twenty seven songs like we said. That's a lot. We have twenty seven songs. five songs that Queen came. Queen energy. Five songs that came from the vault that she allegedly did not release, but were written in that same time period for this album. So, do you think that? Do you actually believe her when she says these songs are still from two thousand seven? I just never released them, or she could she could have us all full, and you know she could have wrote some of these songs, you know, last month. Last month. So. <sighs> I think that some of them might have not been released. Like, if you've listened to Mr. Perfectly That's Fine. That's where I was about to get to, to that <laughs> one right think, there. I think that one was definitely, because it's about, it's about um, Joe. Joe Jonas, yeah. Shout big, out Joe Jonas. Big yeah. Jonas Brothers hey, podcast over big here. Big Jonas Brothers, guys. Not a huge T-Swift uh, podcast. Big Jonas Brothers Ginormous podcast. Ginormous Jonas Brothers podcast. Oh, definitely. Like, I love them, too. But I also love Taylor. Don't take right. away the credit for her. Um, just, just the the but, the 2007 2010 uh, pop air like Disney Channel you know iconic I, it's iconic oh yeah it's 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 everything we wanted it to be and more I wouldn't trade it for the world I mean they're I all like trade. like the main core from that group of being you know Miley Cyrus Demi Lovato Selena Gomez the Jonas Brothers they're all still. In the line, they're still at the heavy hitters exactly. today, 10 years later. Hey, because the millennial slash Gen Z group knows how to do it. It moves the needle. We okay. move. That's definitely. What? What? I was just going <laughs> to say, definitely... our group knows how to move the needle. You go. I said what I was going to say. I'm not claiming that to be part of Gen Z. Gen Z is like th- like this year. Gen Z, uh, anyway, that's a whole other topic for a whole other day. But definitely, Mr. Perfectly Fine is about Joe Jonas, and I think she written it written it back in then because there's no way he's married now. I don't think she's a home wrecker. I think she tried to crash. Oh. That. I'm not saying he, yeah, she I mean, is. I'm not saying. I'm not saying not. she is, but I'm definitely not saying she ain't. No. I don't think she would be thinking about him. 12 years later i'm just like she's going through like a i lot mean of here's the thing it was that was a tough one because josh i don't know if you know this i don't how she announced the breakup was on the ellen show and ellen threw up a picture of her and joe jonas like on the screen <laughs> and yep. she was like yeah and so she basically outed him out for dumping her on like a 28 20- second phone call yes and what's funny if I saw this on TikTok and I didn't even notice it until I went back and listened to it, she says Mr. 28 times. Oof. So it's it's yeah. a thousand percent about him. It's but she's undeniable. also like big on elephants, like dropping elephants in her songs, her music videos. So I, when I like calculated that, I was like, Queen. And mm, <laughs> we stand. We stand her. Oh my gosh. Yeah. It, <laughs> but yeah, so and what's funny about that too is so. Sophie Turner, Joe's wife, shout out, posted the song. She's like, it's, and she said, captioned it on Instagram, it's not, not a bop. So even she was like, you know what? She reposted it. Yeah, I didn't even know that. Oh, Sophie's a troll, man. Is that is that more Queen than her Savage. dropping the song? Savage, I would say Savage. Savage. All right, Dif- better, not di- not better, but different. Not better, but different. Shout out. Yeah, so I, if just, you- I love. The drama. I'm not a huge drama guy, but I love when there is drama. I don't like to get in the. You like the, to watch drama. I don't like to get in the like minute details. I like to look at the whole mosaic of drama just going on 
from like, edge, let me get my popcorn from and just sit edge there and watch. to edge absolutely that's why it's like shout out to the bachelor i don't love watching each individual episode of the bachelor but i love knowing what's going on in the overarching scheme of the bachelor behind the scenes everything exactly exactly so brie just quickly if you had to name what are your top three songs from this new version of fearless oh this is so hard um we gotta go with number one being "You Belong with Me." It's just iconic. Like I've listened to that song in the past. Josh so, has heard it. But like, too. a banger. It's a banger. It's a good one. It's definitely a banger. And then I gotta go with um, "The Way I Loved You." Just mm, it's it's so good. It's 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 really nostalgic. It really is. And the three, Mister Perfectly Fine. Like just the, just the story behind it makes it come together it really does now i love when stuff when movies tv shows songs whatever has a story behind it i'm a big story behind stuff guy i love Mm -hmm. sports more when there's a story behind stuff if the story behind this isn't what it is is it as much of a banger as it is oh it's definitely oh oh you're good you're good i thought i hung up no you're good um no, it's definitely still a banger because I relate to the song, even though it doesn't involve me, obviously, because she not know who I am. But it's still a banger. Even, like, I wonder if, like, she's just sitting there watching all these comments like, this has nothing to do with this song. <laughs> and she's just sitting there, like, laughing at all the comments. You think about that? I think, and here's where, you know, we're probably, you know, fighting words might be said here. Oh, my here. gosh. That's why we're on Zoom. That's why we're on Zoom. I feel like sometimes Taylor Swift, like, tries to come off as like as genuine as I can be, but like I also think she's so calculated to where like it might not be the, the most genuine. So like we even you joking about that, she probably does, and she she tries to throw these things out there and these hints and this and that. And she tries to make things seem deeper than it is. Yeah. When she knows if she says certain things, it'll move the needle. Exactly. We're a big moving the needle podcast. If you haven't, if you can't tell. I, it's my favorite but, saying no, in the but, last three and, But, you know, it, that's, just I my get it. that's just my opinion. I get it. I, you know, I don't know. Bree, what do you think? Because I, I don't know. From the outside looking in, it would seem like regardless of her situation, unless she's just involved with every, like, A-list guy as he comes to the top. I she, mean, remember, she, she does she, stuff dude, to move the needle. Do you needle. remember? She dated freaking Loki a couple years ago. I did not. See, I didn't know that. Tom Hiddleston. Shout out Loki. Like, I, I didn't know. That. I was like, bro, <laughs> she better have a song in there that has Loki, and it didn't. I'm like, you just ruined. Like, you could have. That would have been. She so needs funny. to pull all of her strings and be like, on the end credits of one of the uh, on the Loki movie or something. I don't know. On the t- yeah, the TV show. That the TV been show. Um, my thoughts. My thoughts. I think she like portrays. She'd be like pure and super sweet and like I think she's but when Reputation came out she was like I'm going savage mode not holding anything back so I think she does have like a little side to her that's like tries to make the picture seem deeper than what it is or try to make herself look like she's in the wrong you know what I'm saying right she's a bit twisted and turn it around now and- I will say when you're Taylor Swift and you're, you're the you're the queen of of Pop music, I guess you could say. Uh, I That's mean, a fair statement. Fair statement. It's a fair statement. Uh, especially in recent years, it's very, very, very easy to take the narrative, spin it around, sling and out. play the victim. Hey, put an amazing beat behind it, and then play the victim. You're right. But 
it's, but every single song she creates almost is pretty much a bob. So like whether she's a victim or not, I'm still jamming that's, to her. That's the thing. If you exclude, if you were like every single song she puts out about a guy is a bop, then you know, but but it's still a banger. Like forget about it. It's still it's still great. If you're making millions, I don't think she really cares. Honestly, hey, more power to you. She can laugh her way I mean, like, all the way to the bank. I mean, if I'm sitting there at my mansion with my huge pool, I'm gonna be like, I don't care. I hey, mean, verbal meme. You sitting there with the the hundred dollar bills, like dabbing up her teeth. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah. I mean, she, she made a song about her cardigan sound good. So I mean, shout out to her. Shout out to her. I still and I just like throwing it out there. I think her song "Mine" one of the, like, it, in my opinion, one of the greatest songs of all time. Oh yes, or ours. Oh, she's she's come out with some amazing songs, amazing songs. Correct me if I'm wrong. She dropped the song Twenty Two, correct? Yes. yes. I exclusively played that song on my twenty second birthday. My sister so, woke me up. You have to. to that song. You have to. Like, it is a must. It's, it's a must. Could you imagine being that iconic that you have a song that must be played for all at least we'll say at least American. Uh, all Americans 22nd birthday. Like, that's the theme song. <laughs> See, I don't even know the lyrics. I listen exactly. to it all day. It's been yeah. a minute since I was 22. Like, two yeah. I will years. say, though. You hate to see it. I, I will say this. I do wish she could create just a few songs that, like, not every single album again, but, like, if she could, if I have my handful of the songs I want her to create again, I would pay her so much money, like Picture to Burn or like Mine or Ours. They're just, they're, those songs are iconic too. The Let's thing, not forget those. Right. The thing is, I don't imagine she is going to stop re-recording songs anytime soon, especially if this album takes off. If this album takes off, to, she's going to re-record stuff a thousand times. Which, I think she's made so much money from this. She would do it again in a heartbeat. Absolutely, uh, she will. Absolutely. So, oh, like you said, money grabbing heartbeat. So, consensus on the album: A, amazing, complete bangers, phenomenal. B, definitely a money grab. But we're here for it, right? You would do two for a check. <laughs> Don't get it twisted. I would do it for a check and a heartbeat. So, well, all right, Bree. Any any last any last words you want to you want to drop about this album before we wrap it up? Um. Yes. If you're listening and you want to sponsor me for the next Taylor concert in person, <laughs> my Venmo will be in the link. I'm just kidding. <laughs> we hey, I, I, if we can get sponsors, we will send you. But you have to make it. You have to make it content for what's your for uh, what's your the, that's the deal. What's your Instagram handle so people can send it to you that way. Brianna Light. How do you spell that? B-R-E-A-H-N-A-L-I-G-H-T. Light like a light bulb. Well, there we go. Bree, we appreciate you coming on, being the Taylor Swift residential expert for the evening. Yeah, we appreciate you being on. Shout out. I was glad to be here, even though I did volunteer. <laughs> oh, you're good. You're good. All right, everybody. That has been this uh, interview slash breakdown on Taylor Swift's Newest album. What's the name of the album, y'all? Fearless Taylor's version. Fearless Taylor's version. All right, everybody. We appreciate it. All right, everybody. We hope you enjoyed that interview with Brianna Light. Bree, I I know you're listening to this. I hope you're saying I'm saying your name correctly. I really do. Um, We really enjoyed that. Um, 
if you need to take a second, if you don't care about the Masters, you know, we totally get it. Going into this interview with executive producer Austin Coots, we're talking about the Masters, we're talking about everything that consumes the Masters, uh, schooling Nick on a, a couple of the inside Masters slash Augusta National things. Super fired up. All right. Austin Coots, let's get into it. All right, everybody. Now for a complete 180, we are talking Masters with our our local correspondent slash executive producer, Austin Coots. Austin, how are we doing this evening? Doing fine, fellas. How are y'all? I'm doing fantastic. We're fantastic, bro. Glad to have you on. So good to hear your voice via the podcast. We've talked about you for a long time. We've talked around you. You've talked about us. Uh, you know, we're we're. I would like to say we're good friends. You are. I don't know if I've ever told you this. You're more like my mentor. I want to be like you when I grow up. Uh, but yeah, no. So uh, we're doing fantastic. It's great to have you on the pod. It's it's good to be on the pod. You know, like. The pod's been recorded in my house, and, and exactly. now I can say I've been I've been on the pod. Uh, See, that's that's you're, you're one of the guys we ne- we never actually thought we'd get you on, but now that you're here, it just feels right. It, you know, it feels very. I, what, you are one of the few people that we would have on in a heartbeat for forever. But we were like, this guy wouldn't want to be on our dumb podcast. No. And I guess all you have to do is record at his house when he's not there, and uh, he's like, you know what? Maybe I want to be on the show. <laughs> So hey, I've to- I've told you for months I'd be a guest on the pod anytime. Yeah, the topics you were slinging out not not our ideal demographic, <laughs> not our you know not our listeners. Well, hey, we appreciate it. We appreciate we appreciate that we found something that you are willing to talk about, and I think the general populace is willing to listen to. So fantastic. So before we get started on this year's Masters, as a man who has been to the Masters physically in person. What give it? Give us the rundown. Is it is it overrated? What are some of the things that uh, that the normal viewer wouldn't wouldn't maybe understand? Give give us your personal take. So the, the Masters, like walking the threshold, like into Augusta National, is like an, an adult's Disney World. Um, not only as a golf fan, but like I, I, I like tag myself as like an amateur horticulturist. Like my yard looks pretty good. It does. Come I can, midsummer. I can confirm yeah, last time it, I was at his house, he had flags marking where his, his uh, uh, sprinkler heads were. So I can, <laughs> I can confirm he is fired up about his yard. Right. It's almost time for spring aeration. So, you know, as that like what they can make that ground look like in Augusta, Georgia is baffling. Right. Um, it's the greenest grass you'll ever see in your life. Um, the most beautiful golf course you'll ever see. The sand is white. I mean, it's not even actual sand either. Little known fact, it's ground quartz. Like what they make really fancy countertops out of. What? Ground quartz. It's not sand. I feel gypped, bro. I feel gypped. But I I also feel like that is correct. Like I would feel worse if Austin was like, it is sand that is shipped in from Fiji every year. I'm so... I'm almost relieved that it is something more upper echelon than actual sand flowing up from sand. It is ground quartz. Right. I feel so good about it. I love yeah. it. Yeah. I, so, it. I mean, like, it's the whitest sand you, you've Quote ever unquote seen. sand. Sure, sure. And I mean, just the whole experience, like 
it's like if a if a golf course and and Chick Fil A became one. Like I mean, they're there to serve you. They're saying my right. pleasure. You run through the concession stand. Everything is extremely affordable. You're in and out real quick. I mean, everybody's got a smile on their face. Right. It's it's an experience like none other. It's like if Chick Fil A built a golf course. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, it's just excellent. I think we need to look at the lineage and see how far back. Because I, I, if I'm correct, we all, if you go back far far enough, we all run into the same bloodline. Shout out Adam and Eve. You know, good good wholesome Christian right. podcast. Uh, I would love to see how far back we have to go in order for the uh, the the Chick Fil A slash Augusta National builders run into into the same bloodline. Uh, no, I, I don't. I don't know if Bobby Bobby Jones, I believe, is the name of the guy that founded Augusta National. You can fact check that. I may be wrong, but wasn't um, wasn't Truett Cathy from Georgia as well? Yeah, no, no, no. Jo- uh, uh, Chick Fil A is also based out of Georgia, Atlanta, if I'm correct. So as yeah, as well right. as uh, maybe the wayward cousin of uh, who started Waffle House. Just a very entrepreneurial family is what I'm what I'm picking up. So yeah, he's from Eatonton, Georgia. Eatonton, Georgia, uh, the town we all know and love. <laughs> um, <laughs> Eatonton, Georgia. So, sh- all right, I have to ask you before again before we get started with the actual Masters talk. I'm not a ginormous pen- pimento cheese guy. I couldn't tell you the last time I had pimento cheese. Did you have a pimento cheese sandwich? And if you did, how phenomenal was it? So. I- I had multiple pimento cheese sandwiches okay. while so, on the grounds. Of so we Masters. had a good sample size. And I'm not even. I'm like, you're like, I'll eat pimento cheese, but it's not. It's usually not in our refrigerator. You like, never it's sitting not around like, you know what snack. I could go for right now? A pimento cheese sandwich. Uh, absolutely not. And, and I think my dad still makes fun of me. I think I ate like four or five of them on the Wednesday <laughs> that I was there. Because I mean they're like a dollar, they're like a dollar fifty. Right, so you're going by to get a Gatorade or like a soda, and like you just oh, there's a pimento cheese sandwich, just a dollar fifty, whatever. And before you know it, you're not hungry because you've eaten pimento cheese sandwiches all day. So, right. and I will say also Sunday as I watched the Masters, um, the final round, I went to the food land and got a pimento cheese and, and white bread and made myself a couple of pimento cheese sandwiches nice. and Very washed nice. it on my back deck. Very nice. I'm sure it wasn't quite the same, but it was it was just enough to not hold. Not even you close. Just enough to hold. Not you even over. close to the same, but it felt right. Well, I, I would like to uh, you know in, include you in the the uh, the brotherhood of the the sandwich because Nick and I are both ginormous sandwich Big guys. Sandwich people. Uh, I love any really any sort of sandwich. Uh, chicken bacon ranch, kind of Batch. the electric factory sandwich that we go for. So all right. So, so slightly off topic, then like. Firehouse. I'm um, huge Firehouse guy. I mobile order from them three times a week. I big, okay, big right. Firehouse guy. Nick and I talk on the phone several times a week to talk about business and, and you know just general plans and stuff. And I swear every single time <laughs> he has to say, "Hey, hold up one second, I'm picking up a sandwich." Every hey, single. I'm, a, I'm ashamed to say this. My wife the other day said, and this was on the way to Firehouse. I think I changed her mind. She said I'd rather have Subway than Firehouse. Oof. I was like. Oof. 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 Now, I had to pick up a Subway last week only because my Firehouse app was not working. Big oof. It was tough. I will say, I I eat Subway Mm. probably once a week strictly because it is the closest, uh, not only sandwich place, but just food place to my uh, place of employment. So I had had a, a Subway sandwich the other day. 
not what I absolutely love, but not not. It'll get the job favorite. done. It'll get the job done again. Yeah, a sandwich is it's hard to mess up a sandwich. It's hard to mess up a sandwich. No. True. True so, that. How bougie is Augusta National compared to like other like golf courses that you've been to, Austin? I mean, like apples and oranges, man. Like okay. it's as far as the like the facilities, the fairways, the greens, like the the greenery, like the azaleas are, are just popping. Um, there's no dead spots. Like the that, courses that Josh and I play, you're going to find dead spots in the grass. The greens everywhere. are going to right yeah i mean but there's nowhere like that um and i was reading a story today it was very true like i saw it happen too the a lot of the paths that the patrons are allowed to walk on it are pine straw because you're in the pine trees um and where bubba made his famous shot on the 10th hole in the playoff back in 2015 2013 14 somewhere in there anyway Um, it got real tracked out and muddy and like about the time it was getting impassable, here comes ground crew putting out fresh pine shot. <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> like it's that level of bougie. Dude. That's I, I, I like that. That's it was awesome. the end. It was a playoff. They could have just let it fly, but they said, no, 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 this is a gust. They have a standard of excellence that yeah. they must maintain. They have a standard of, I've, I've heard stories. So butted up against Augusta national is another golf course called Augusta country club. And it is, marketed as as close as you can get to Augusta National without actually playing it because it is, you know, it, it's literally next door. And yeah. you know, they, they try to mirror everything. But I've heard stories of Race people. Creek. Exactly. I've, Race Creek runs through it. It does. So, I mean, you're getting uh, essentially the same quote-unquote experience. But I've heard of stories of people being like playing Augusta Country Club and they're like, oh, we got to go in. It's, it's, you know, it's raining. It's about to storm. And they look over the fence. They can see the fence that separates the two. And it is just bright as day. It is, it's beautiful. <laughs> the sun is shining. The Lord is singing. And it is just amazing over Augusta Country Club. Uh, Augusta National, rather. I'm sorry. Don't. Uh, see, I'm never going to be able to uh, enter the inner premise with making that mistake. Enter the so. pearly gates, bro. All right, Austin. Augusta. National, the Masters. Beautiful. Beautiful. Beautiful chime. Beautiful chime. Makes me cry. Makes me want to cry every single time. All right. Give us your your brief rundown on the 2021 Masters. Who did you speak first off, who did you have going in? Pre you know, maybe watching the all, all the warm up rounds, all the practice rounds. Who did you have going in on, on Thursday? So, so my pick was Justin Thomas, okay. um, who won the won the players this year. He's been playing solid golf all year. Had a chance going into Sunday, and then kind of blew that away. Right. Um, and then I had a dark horse hope that Jordan Spieth would pull one out. Right. Um, he won last week in Texas. Right. Um, and and had just been in like the worst slump. I mean, he w- he was supposed to be like the next Tiger, the way he was winning in his early twenties. I remember that. And. Yeah, I mean, I almost um, pulled off the Grand Slam in a single year, winning all four majors. And then it just um, fell off the cliff. Just off a cliff, man. Like, it was the craziest thing I've ever seen. But he's back. He's playing great golf. Finished tied in the top five, I believe, top ten at least. Right. Um, and so I was hoping – I was like, you know, I'd love to see Jordan Spieth win. But um, I, I didn't have money on it, obviously. But 
the uh, farm links does like a little pick them. If you can pick it, you get a free round. Right. Jordan, or uh, just Justin Thomas was my pick. Right, right, right. Yeah, obviously not having money on it, being a man of God as you are. Um, I would never right. never put money on any sort of sporting event or anything like that, anything of chance. Of course not. Um, if, if you know us, you know that's a slightly joke. Anyways, moving on. Um, I, I definitely – I don't know why, maybe just because I wanted – you know, it's only five months since the previous Masters. Shout out, you know, the year 2020 pushing the Masters from, you know, April to – what was it, November? Yeah, uh, we, yeah, I played in November. That, that was exciting. I think everyone was super excited. We're like, oh my gosh, we get to experience the only November Masters to ever happen. And after about 15 minutes, we were like, all right, we're over this. Uh, you know, yeah. we, want, we want the azaleas blooming. We want the birds chirping, which may or may not be piped in. That's neither here nor there. That's a different podcast <laughs> for a different time. Um, but I, I had my hopes on, on DJ. I had been watching a lot of golf lately, so I was strictly going on headlines uh but dj fell off the cliff super early super early um not a great pick obviously but uh he he he, he put his heart out there put that's his heart out sure. there that's for sure so all yeah, right yeah dj dj did a good job in the november masters and it was interesting again the, the horticulture sent me um they, they talked about this before the tournament ever started that you know, in the spring, because the sun's not as scorching, you're getting a lot of natural rain. Right. You can deprive the greens and the fairways of water, and they will still be green, and they'll be hard, and they'll be fast. So, I mean, you, you bring a ball in, it's going to bounce. Versus in November, when the sun's beating down all afternoon, um, you're having to water the greens to stay alive. Um, and so your greens are always wet and they're soft, so they're going to be receptive to any ball you, you, you throw anywhere near the pin, it's going to stick. Right. Um, and so a lot of people are saying when Dustin Johnson broke the tournament record back in the fall, that there should be an asterisk by it because the course was not able to quote unquote protect itself um, oh. the way it was designed to. I, you know, I would say course record should stand. Uh, if he broke the course record ever, then let let that ride. If he broke the sorry, uh, the tournament record, if, the tournament. No, record. you said tournament record. If he ever broke the course record, that should stand. If he broke the tournament record, I think that should have a ginormous asterisk because it's been played the same time of year every year, I believe, since its inception. Uh, may, yeah. Maybe one other time it was the the timing was shifted because of like a world war, maybe. Uh, but I'm not 100 percent sure on that. We'll we'll have to do a fact check Friday on that. Um, do you but, think with it only being like six months apart from each Masters that maybe there wasn't as much hype around this year? Or do you think it was kind of normal hype as always? All right, we finally have our April Masters as it should be. I think I, I think it was it was definitely kind of like, all right, we had our fun little, you know, novelty, quote unquote, Masters. Right. Uh, it, it's It's back to especially since they allowed patrons back, not fans. Big, patrons. big thing about the Masters. They don't have fans there. They have patrons. Um, so I, I think it was it was a, a thing, a kind of a, uh, an exhale, like a big, all right, we are starting to ease our way back into reality. We have the Masters back. There are patrons around. They're eating pimento cheese. They're, you know, loading up their vehicles with Masters gear because you can only buy Masters gear at the Masters. Um, all, when Austin went, he didn't ask me if I want anything. That's neither here nor there. But anyways, 
Um, hey, let, so, me, let me let me sip my tea here. See that? <laughs> every every time I'm over at his house, I, I drink out of his master's cup strictly so I can like experience a little bit of it. <laughs> I, so I uh, taste the greenery, man. Ab- absolutely. So Austin, do you, do you think that this season kind of had a uh, um, this season this 2021 Masters but had it kind of a, a bit of an exhale, a bit of relief? All right, like we are we've had our novelty. We are back to what is supposed to be the greatest tradition in golf. Yeah, I was I was way more fired up about this spring masters than I was the November one. Like right. the November one was more like intriguing, like what's Augusta National gonna look like in November? Um, but quickly, like I mean, I kept up with every every bit of it. Right. Um the Sunday finish was no fun because Dustin Johnson ran away with it. It, it was not as interesting. There's no patrons. So like just seeing an empty, like the, the fairways lined with just trees and no patrons. That was just weird. Right. Um, I, I appreciated the November masters for what it was, but I was fired up for this Masters. You like to be able to tell when you're a hundred years old. Cause that's what we're living for. You like to be able to tell your great grandchildren. Yeah. I witnessed the, uh, 2020 Masters when it was in November, when there are were no patrons, when Dustin Johnson destroyed the uh, tournament record because they had to water the greens and you could put the ball wherever you wanted and it was going to stay there. Um, but with that being said, it's like it's uh, it, it's nice to get back to reality. It's nice to get back to uh, what we all know and love as the masters so as we go through it looked early on like who was it justin rose he he kind of established himself as as a early leader and then going into saturday uh that was swiftly taken away from him would you like to give your two cents on that yeah and and i hate walker's not here so i can't uh, i can't give him any crap about justin rose and the choke (laughs) job that went down um hate to see it I, i yeah, you hate to see it. I, I respect Justin Rose, but there's he he's so fierce in the Ryder Cup, and like obviously he doesn't play for the U.S. And so like when he sinks a big putt and like gives the camera a look, it just makes me mad. And right. so I've never liked, I haven't liked Justin Rose ever since. I think it was the the 2018 Ryder Cup. Um, but anyway, so yeah, I kind of he was striking the ball really well, putting it everywhere he needed to put it. I really didn't expect the fall off. Um, to come from Justin Rose on, on Saturday and Sunday. I, I really expect him to stay in contention yeah. um, all the way through Sunday, but that obviously didn't happen. Can't say I'm upset about that, though. Right, right, right. Not upset about it. So I, I do remember Saturday I was busy early in the morning, and then in the afternoon I got a, a message from Mr. Coot saying, hey, you should you should pull up. Well, he, he said this could be us with a picture of the Masters going on. He's just hanging out. And uh, he's like, but you're you're ignoring my text. I had a big headache that day. Um, I'd been, you know, serving the Lord that morning. So, you know, it happens. Um, so, but later on, I, I pulled up to the house and, and we're watching. And a, a player kind of came, I don't want to say out of nowhere, but started to make a, uh, a, a distant lead. Hideki Matsuyama started to make a lead, and, and I, I, I don't think either of us were very happy, strictly because he was not American. You know, no disrespect against the the Japanese. I, I work for the Japanese at uh, my, my employer, so I, I love them. I'm mad that we didn't have a day off to respect Hideki Matsuyama. <laughs> uh, that's Can you imagine run. that? It closed down for a day. Just it would have been phenomenal. In celebration. Uh, but 
he he started to make a uh, spoiler. He started to make a, a massive lead, and neither of us were super super fired up. You want to give a, a quick breakdown on Saturday, including the uh, the rain delay that that ensued. So yeah, they they said that you know the rain delay helped Hideki Matsuyama a bunch because like we were talking about how in November the greens had to stay a little soggy, right? Um, so they come back from that rain delay and the greens were more receptive. And Hideki just tore the course a new one. Like, I think he went four, maybe three, four, five birdies on the back. Um, and it it was impressive what he, what he put down. And then, you know, to have a shaky start on Sunday, um, but able to hold on to it. Uh, and the craziest thing to me is as I was sitting there, I, I'd kind of like heard, you know, maybe he'll be the first Japanese player to win a major. Um, or the first male Japanese yeah, player yeah. to win a major. The women have been Sorry, it, it a was a yeah, right. <laughs> so it was kind of a feel good story that I was like, all right, I, I can get behind this, but if I just want be. some excitement. Yeah, I just want some excitement. And so he dunked a ball on 15, shot it over the green, trying to reach in two, which by the way, he should not have done. I mean, you had like a four stroke lead. Don't try to go for a par five and two that's guarded by water on the front and back. But that's right. neither here nor there. And then uh, Xander Shoffley hits a birdie. He has a, a, a bogey. So it brings it down to a two-shot lead with three to play. And I'm like, yes, I'm going to have some Sunday Yo, excitement. Literally, I'm sitting here. I, I was keeping up with the score. And I was like, all right, you know, unless something bananas happens. Like, you know, I don't know. He shoots a bogey and Shoffley shoots a birdie. Uh, you know, nothing's going to happen. So I'm sitting in my room and I'm watching, uh, I'm watching baseball, of all things. And my dad barges through my door. He goes... It, it, it's within two or within three or whatever with with two to go. And I was like, all right, let me turn the Masters back on. So, yeah. So, I'm, I'm just like, I'm getting that Sunday excitement. So, they're going right. to 16 where Tiger made an iconic shot in 2019 to, uh, to seal the deal, basically. Just threw his par three right up the hill. Sunday pin placement's always in the same spot on 16. All you do is... Get your distance right. Hit it on the right side of the green. It's right. going to funnel it right back to the hole. It's not a difficult pin placement on Sunday. If you're a PGA it's, Tour it's, pro. I, yeah, if you're a PGA <laughs> Tour pro. I, 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 I would dunk one or, or skull it or miss. like. But if you're a PGA Tour pro, you just need to hit a certain side of the green. Not even like a tier because like a lot of times at Augusta, you need to hit shelves. Like there's right. three shelves. And if you fall. No, if you fall from green, one shelf, you're going all the way to the, the bottom. All the way to the fairway. But this green, you just need to hit a certain side of it and let it do the work to funnel back to the hole. Right. And so, finally pulls within two. What does Xander Shoffley do? Put one in the water. Mm. And I'm like, sure. bro. Yep. I, I could have done better than that. <laughs> yeah, I, oh. I, I couldn't have. But I, I was saying to him on the TV, like, I could have hit a better shot than that. <laughs> Nobody dunks on 16 at that pin placement. Um. And so the my master's Sunday excitement lasted all of like fifteen twenty minutes. It, it was it was literally the walk from uh, fifteen to to Sheffley teeing off on sixteen. That that yeah <laughs> that and exactly yeah. that's that's what happened to me. I was like, all right, we got some excitement. Here we go. We're going in. We're going into the last three. This is gonna be this is gonna be big, exciting. You know, all all uh, Sheffley has to do is hit some some key holes, and all Hideki has to do is you know miss. One or two key shots. Like, that's it. And then we're right. going into a playoff or we're doing whatever. And then he dunks it. And I'm like, all right, well, that was exciting for 15 minutes. Yeah. 
And then like I'm grasping at straws, right? Like Matsuyama puts one in the bunker on 18, like, and I'm okay, like, oh, okay. it plugged, it plugged up against the lip. It plugged, and no, it didn't, it didn't plug up against the lip. But, shout out quartz. I mean, it was just a pretty, yeah. Shout out quartz. <laughs> it was just a simple sand shot, um, and he saved it. But and the more I read about it, the more I kind of, I kind of like it. They're saying, um, I read somewhere that because of the popularity of golf in Japan, the newfound popularity. Um, and because he is the first PGA major champion, they're saying he could be the first athlete to be worth a billion dollars with a B. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. That's what I was hearing, too. Strictly because of, I mean, just the popularity that is bringing, the fact that he won this major. And, I mean, it's so wild to think that he would be worth a billion dollars. There are pictures. Spoiler alert, he won. He he. he <laughs> Got out of the bunker, no problem. He he missed his first putt from about three feet, which if he would have missed a second putt, he would have been in a playoff with uh, uh, Zalatoris, uh, the acclaimed uh, caddy of Happy Gilmore lookalike, um, but he did not. Uh, so Hideki Matsuyama wins. Um, and there are pictures of him strutting through the Atlanta airport. Oh, yeah, walking around with the jacket just over his shoulder, chilling. With the jacket just over his shoulder, and then he's, like, waiting for his flight. He's got, A, flying commercial, of all things. Right. Like, that's the big thing. You win the Masters, you're flying home, private, wherever you are. He has his his green jacket, which he gets to hold on to for a year. It's just draped over some rando, uh, you know, airport seat that uh, literally I'm sure a million people have sat at. And it's just draped over, and he's just like on his phone. He's like, whatever, you know. This guy, if he plays his cards right, will be worth a billion dollars. He's got to milk it for the next year, though. He has to. He has to. And it's not like he's not been kind of in the PGA limelight for the last several years. If I'm correct, when he was um, 19, he won the uh, Masters Amateur. Um, yeah, he was the low amateur. Yeah, he was the low the, amateur. The Masters. Uh, so that that was a great win. You don't get a green jacket for that. Um, but it, this was his, I guess, second time catching a dub at Augusta, which which was phenomenal. So. Very nice. So question just for the non-golf expert here. Shout out, Nick. Why, what makes the Masters and Augusta so much more popular than every other major tournament the rest of the year? So that could be a podcast in itself. If y'all had yeah, to condense right? it down to like five minutes. Hey, Austin, I think we should come up with a uh, uh, just a straight up Augusta National Masters Is podcast it? that goes on year long, and maybe they'll let us play the course so we can review it. <laughs> I, I'm down to get down. Well, the, it. The weird thing is, like, if you review it and you talk about it, you won't get invited back. Big oof. Oof. So, yeah, like, the first off, the deal with Augusta National. Just forget about the tournament. The, uh, the deal with Augusta National is if you – it is technically a country club. It is invite only. You right. cannot apply. The only way to get to be a member at Augusta National is if you are the president of the United States of America, the governor of Georgia, okay. or the like CEO of a Fortune 100 company. Period. So that, that just means we have goals. Yeah, no, no, no. you got to have goals. You got to have goals. Um, yeah. The ways to play the course, which is like the big the big draw, you don't want to just be a part of Augusta National for the swimming pool, which I'm sure it's 
great. But uh, like you know, the fountain you know, of youth, man. It pro- it probably is the fountain of youth. If we're being honest, uh, that's the big thing. They they d- diverge a lot of the attention away from the fountain of youth through uh, the Masters. So uh, <laughs> uh, the to, the way to play the Augusta National Golf Course, um, the main one. They have a par three course. Do they have another course, or is it just one? Now it's just the eighteen holes and that's the nine hole par three course. That's that's what I thought. Um, so the way to play the 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 course is to a get to play the masters or or one of one of the tournaments i I believe they've done the the women's tournament there the last couple of years so you could you could play in that um historically the easiest way to play it as well is to uh, get an invite to the tournament but you've got to be a really good golfer yeah that is that is the easiest way to be uh, within 100 like slots of tiger woods uh, so, uh, imagine me in that good of a of a golfer. Um, also, I'm I'm sure if you are a, a a member of the of the country club, you can play in the like three months that they are open. Um, are, are there any other ways to play, Austin? I know I read about someone that was like writing a book about it uh, about Augusta National, and they were al- allowed to play. Um, yeah, so a member can bring you on as a guest, obviously, right. like a, a, a traditional country club. <clears throat> and then um, the media, it's like there's media passes, and you sign up for a media lottery, um, and you can play that way. They get to play the week after the Masters. But, I mean, there's people that's covered that um, from the media for like 20 years and have never won the lottery. Right. Um, I believe Scott another way has played one time. And Scott right. Van Pelt has been covering it for forever. So, so the the other way to play is to uh, sign up to work the Masters as like a tournament host. Um, and as a tournament host, I don't believe you get paid. Um, you have oh, to be there not. all week. <laughs> you have to be there all week, and you have to beg for the job. So, when I went, I actually got my tickets from a tournament host. Um, who's friends with my father-in-law, and he was saying that you know it costs them a substantial amount of money to come to Augusta all of Masters Week, and then work Augusta National for no wages, work like as a tournament host for right. uh, no wages, but then like I think in May maybe like right before the course shuts down, they get to go back every year and play it. That's awesome. And it's and like those folks that do that do not give up that job. Like that's their vacation week is to go work the masters so that you can go play it. He said that he had to like the supervisor of the guy, he like wrote him like 10 letters and, and basically got on his nerves enough to where he finally got accepted to go work the masters. That is so wild. I'm, I'm sure you have like managers and like operators of ginormous companies that are handing out pimento cheese sandwiches for seven days in order to so play I, the course once. I, I didn't see these guys handing out pimento cheese sandwiches. So like uh, your, your pimento cheese sandwich hander outers don't get to play. These are the ones that are that. like at info boots. Yeah. You hate to see that. Um, these are the guys that are like at info boots and like, um, a lot of times you'll see them moving ropes because okay. you can, there's, there's like paths that patrons can walk down the middle of fairways, but obviously you can't walk down the middle of the fairway while somebody's teeing off. Right. Right. Um, and so those guys will move the ropes and 
Um, I think a lot of them marshal, so like they'll go be a uh, be a marshal, rules official, etc. Right. Um, so I mean, they they've got the upper echelon of jobs at the Masters. They're not the, the bathroom cleaners don't get to play. You hate to. I I wish those were the only jobs available. Fact. I wish that you had to take like people that make hundreds of thousands of, of dollars a year, if not millions do, of dollars do a year, minimum wage jobs. to do minimum wage jobs for a week in order to play this course. I I wish I'd do it. Oh, oh I'd do it in a heartbeat. Austin Coots, I would clean bathrooms for seven days if I got to play Augusta National and do you know whatever I I, I do on that course. Uh, a right. thousand percent. I would I would do it for five years in a row if it meant I was guaranteed to play the course one time. Nick, that is how much people love. That's I don't know. Maybe it's just the fact that it's ex- that exclusive. Because I've played great. Austin has introduced me to a some very very trash courses. He's also introduced me yeah. to literally the top three four courses that I've ever played in my life. So. If I was able to play, so it's this just course, a bit of exclusivity thing. It's ginormous, like okay. exclusivity. Very nice. So, you, you, I mean, golf is the the game for people that money is no object, and somebody was like, "Let's create an object," and they called it, <laughs> and they called it the Masters. So that's a very great way to put that, Josh. So to close it out, we, I remember I was sitting with Austin. We were going into Saturday. It was closing out. And we were like, ugh. Hideki's not Hideki's gonna win, you know, Zalatoris, he's he's in contention and I by the time I tuned in Sunday it was like Zalatoris was definitely out. Uh I think Sheffley was maybe kinda back. Who who was the guy that was kinda closed for a little while? The way uh, Xander Shoffley was the Shoffley? one that dunked it on sixteen. He was back for a while, uh, uh like we said, all the fifteen minutes and then Hideki Matsuyama wins. I have to ask you one last question. What did you think about Matsuyama's caddy? You know, taking off the taking off the flag, sticking the pin back in, taking off his hat, and giving the 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 course a, a, a nice bow. What, what were your thoughts about that? I, I was hoping we would bring that up. I thought that was that was pretty damn cool. Uh, I mean, like, how better to like show in your culture like a great sign of respect for the golf course, which is like you know that's what every golfer every golfer has to respect Augusta National, right? Um, and so I, I thought that was, a, I like, that was the moment I'm like, all right, class, Hideki, Hideki's going to be a good champion. Class act, class, class. Act. Yeah. I, I, I saw that move and I think I was literally silenced for 10 seconds. I was like, okay. Like I was obviously being an American man in an American tournament. I was hoping an American would win. Um, but when, when his caddy puts it, it for whatever that moment, Will be. I don't even know. We need to learn that caddy's name. I don't even know that caddy's name. He he took the flag off because I guess you get the flag on eighteen if you win. I, it would only seem fitting. Yeah, everybody and, does that. Right, and he puts the pin back in, and he takes the hat off, and he has. It's like I bet he doesn't even know the cameras are on him. Which obviously, if you're on the ground, if you're on the course of Augusta, you're 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 on the camera. And you know he takes his hat off and he just gives uh, the uh, a very solemn bow, like you have given your best and we gave our best and and we beat you this time. Congratulations! Uh, it it was phenomenal. I I've seen shirts of of like the pin in and and he's he's bowing. Uh, I love them. I might buy one. If I buy one, Austin, don't worry, I'll buy you one. 
So I bet it's, it's, it's been great. So Austin, before we uh, close out, you got anything else you want to say about the masters or, or golf in general, or just anything, just anything. Oh man, I think we covered it all. I mean, it's uh it's the best tournament of the year. It's my favorite tournament. Um, it wasn't quite as exciting on Saturday as I, or Sunday as I had hoped for, but, um, there was definitely some cherishable moments in, in Hideki's win. So, um, all hope was not lost. I can't wait for next year to have patrons lining every single fairway and back to a true 100% normal Masters. Absolutely. One of these days, I'm going to win tickets to it. <laughs> Absolutely. Now, if you had to gamble right now, you're not a gambling man, but if you had to gamble right now, what do you think will be the champion's dinner? Do you think it will be some sort of sushi or uh, sushimi or uh, hibachi or anything? Uh, I don't know. I mean, maybe like some like seared ahi tuna or something. I mean, I don't think he's going to go too crazy with it. I mean, you're freaking feeding Jack Nicholas. All right. You're not going to feed Jack Nicholas like raw squid. Right. Um, right. So, so like, I, I think it's going to be some like seared ahi tuna. I mean, he, he's going to stay true to his culture as they always do, but. Um, I don't think it's going to be out of like as out of left field as as a lot of people right. think. Somebody, I heard somebody say they're like he should do um, what what's like the super risky uh, sushimi dish uh, like uh, blowfish liver. Like oh. if you, like if you cut it just wrong, like it'll release poison and uh, it'll kill everyone that eats it. He's like they they should do blowfish liver and let the chips fall where they may. Yeah, it's like playing Russian roulette with like all the Masters champions. <laughs> that's, that's a good way to have like every golf fan like ever just completely ticked at you if you kill off a Masters champion with for your sashimi. Real for real, so shunned for the rest of your life. Uh, great way to get kicked out. Great way to get kicked out. So you can you can say something wrong on the broadcast at the Masters, or you can give uh, Jack Nicholas food poisoning. Uh, either of those great ways <laughs> and to kill get him. Out, so. Well, all right, Mr. Coots, executive producer, we appreciate you having you on for the first time. Uh, surely uh, we will have you on more times. You keep up with golf, so you are officially the golf correspondent for Goat Entertainment. I, I hope you will wear that badge proudly. Uh, any time we have something wild come on, uh, we'll, we will hit you up for sure. So, Well, hit me up. I, I would love to be on the podcast anytime. Yes, sir. Well, we appreciate and, it. And, Maybe next time we can do it over here again and I can be a part of it and cook you a better steak than Josh did. Oh, please. And throw in a sopapilla and we're good. Hey, we're sold. As long as you throw in sopapilla, we're fine. We're fine. All right. So, bet. All right, everybody. That has been this week's breakdown. We really appreciate it. Uh, we really appreciate you listening to it. Um, as always, please tell your friends, tell everyone that, you know, like subscribe to the, to the episode. We'll have another episode dropping later this week. As always, I've been your host. Our other host has been Nick Borden as always. Thanks for listening.